The Chicago Bears are coming out of their bye week, headed into their final five games of the season. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the 2023 Chicago Bears rookie class and why this is an important evaluation period for them as we head towards the end of the season. We're going to get into all that, plus some of the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So I want to talk about the rookie class from uh, this year's rookie class in 2023. Uh, yes, we, we, we got potentially two top five picks in next year's draft on top of other picks under that that we're going to look to fill some more holes on this team, long-term solutions hopefully when it comes down to it. But I want to talk about why it's important for Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren as he's moving into more of uh, helping make more of the decision on the football operation side is to really evaluate what we have in this rookie class to really not only evaluate how Ryan Poles is done with his uh with his drafts up until now, but as well as how you need to fill some of the holes that's going to be on this team and how many of these rookies are, pre- are 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 slated to kind of fill some of those holes naturally themselves. And so first up, we want to talk about our first round pick, and that's Darnell Wright. It's been a season where Darnell Wright has proven himself that he is a monster. Just period. When it comes down to it, yes, he's given up pressures, but he's faced some of. When you look at who he's come up against this season, Rashawn Gray, Shaq Barrett. Chris Jones, Neil Hunter, Max Crosby, Joey Bosa, Cameron Jordan. He's gone through some of it that's just been amazing. And he's playing over 99% of the snaps this season. He's hardly missed any time. And for an offensive line that's missed injuries in every other position, look at it. Nate Davis missed time with injury. Tevin Jenkins missed time with injury. Braxton Jones missed time with injury. All of our centers that have come in here have missed time with injury. Darnell Wright has come in in his rookie year and already proven that he's not only a pillar of that offensive line, but that Ryan Poles got it right with choosing him to help protect quarterback Justin Fields. Now, we still got a lot of work that we need to do with that offensive line. Center position is definitely a position that needs to be addressed, whether it be uh, in free agency or in the draft. Then you also got to look at the fact of, you know, that tackle position, even if you do, which Braxton Jones has been coming all along a lot better and showing that maybe he still deserves to have that starting position. You still need to bring in depth to that tackle position. And with the quality tackles that are in this draft, you know, I'm sure that Ryan Poles is going to take a look at them. So Darnell Wright is one that you want to continue to evaluate. But to me, he's already proven he is a pillar there. He's played 99 percent of the steps. He's been a day one starter and he is a absolute monster. Now, moving into the second round, that's where we start getting to players that haven't necessarily played a lot. Right. Javon Dexter's come into this. His snap count is going out. He's only played 26 percent against the run. A slightly a little bit more than that against the pass, but he's played a solid season going through it. And in the last couple of weeks, he's absolutely built some. The, the game before the bye week is probably his best game as an NFL player so far. And so, you know, while Darnell Wright has played every 99% of the snaps, Javon Dexter can't say that. But at the end of the day, listen, he's been balling. He has eight pressures um, in at least, and uh, you know, eight pressures so far in this game. Um, well, in the season so far in the last in the last couple of games. And Listen, he's been doing it. Nine pressures in the nine games prior to that. Eight pressures in just the last three weeks. That's that. Listen, he's improving. And so when you look at it, at the end of the day, this guy is starting to, to, to come along. And with the addition of Montez Sweat, that veteran there, um, and now being able to use Demarcus Walker in kind of more varying ways, Javon Dexter is one that the Bears have to continue to evaluate. But I definitely think that I would not be surprised if Javon Dexter comes into next season and is a starter. 
Now, looking at other picks that we have uh, in that second round, Tyreek Stevenson. Listen, this guy, he came in as a starter. The guys, Terrell uh, Smith uh, Lewis did kind of push him a little bit, but at the end of the day, Tyreek Stevenson went through what you expect a rookie cornerback to go through. Kyler Gordon went through it last year, and it comes down. Yes, he's given up big catches. Yes, he's got burned at times. Yes, he's gotten picked on by NFL D, uh, offenses. That's going to happen. But when you look at it now, he is he is not being targeted nearly as much. And when it comes down to it, I think teams are starting to realize that Tyreek Stevenson is a monster. So he's gone through the up and downs of a rookie season. He's going to continue that. But I think that is important for you know, Ryan Poles, Kevin Warren, whoever, Matt Eberfuss, whoever you want to they know they have a gym in Tyreek Stevenson. The bigger question at the cornerback position is what's going on with Jalen Johnson, and then if he does leave the Chicago Bears, how that could change the role that Tyreek Stevenson and Terrell have on this team. And, that, you know, that's a big question that needs to be answered there as well. Could the Bears go cornerback again in the draft, maybe later in this draft to get some depth? Yeah, it's a possibility, but they got a dog in Tyreek Stevenson. They got Kyler Gordon, who's coming all along nicely as well in that slot. And then you got Terrell Smith who's just, listen, he came in last week starting for Ty uh, Tyreek Stevenson, and he's shown a lot as well. Uh, so, again, Tyreek Stevenson, he's going to continue to be a starter for this one. Next up, we got two fourth-round picks that we need to talk about. One is Zach Pickens. Zach Pickens has played 23.4% of the snaps for the Chicago Bears this upcoming season. And, uh, listen, he's only played 30% of the snaps, over 30% of the snaps so far only twice, um, and under 20% three times. He played 27% against De uh, Detroit, and then in Minnesota he was back down to 20%, so his role has been inconsistent. Um, I, I still feel confident as far as his long-term progression, but the Chicago Bears have to figure out how do they view Zach Pickens. Is he a player that eventually could be a starter, or is he going to be a depth piece for the Chicago Bears team long-term? We already know we locked in Andrew Billings. I, you know, while I am feel confident that Javon Dexter could push for a starting position next season, I don't feel as confident when it comes down to that with Zach Pickens, but we'll end up seeing when it comes down. Roshan Johnson, listen, what can we say, especially with Deontay Foreman out? Yes, Johnson missed uh, six weeks. You know, it is what it is. He missed a big a big slate amount of time there. Um, I mean, he he missed week six and seven. Correct myself on that one. Uh, he got a concussion in week five. Um, so, you know, Deontay Foreman came in there, and he played extremely well in that time. But listen, once Johnson came back uh, from weeks uh, eight through 11, he's played 34% of the snaps. 14 of those rush attempts, 35% on, on run routes, and he had 10% of the targets in that time. He played 72% on long downs and 63% and in the two-minute drill snap. So guess what? Roshan Johnson is a monster, and he played 75% of the snaps in Week 12. Roshan Johnson, I think we, we've all said it. Uh, it comes down to it. He is the heir apparent to be the starting running back for the Chicago Bears. And I think that that's already written. Now, he's going to have to earn it. I don't think anything should be given to him, even with what he's shown so far. But he's shown an adaptability. He's a, he's a strong runner, a smart runner. His ability to be used in the passing game and all this still under a Luke Getze offense. Imagine if we get a better offensive coordinator or offensive-minded head coach in there that can start doing some things better for him. Now, Tyler Scott is another uh, uh, fourth-round pick uh, in, the, in last year's draft. And... It comes down to this. There was a period of time with Tyler Scott where his number of snaps was going up. Now, lately, the number of snaps have been going back down. And so he's playing less and less percentage of the snaps. It could just be the fact that he's, I wouldn't necessarily say hit a rookie wall. That's not really a term we use in football. But, you know, when it comes down to it, he, he's, he's going through some, some issues. But I do think that the Bears have to look, really try to evaluate Tyler Scott. Because, listen, what happens with Darnell Mooney? We don't know. Darnell Mooney, regardless, not, it's not all on him. A mixture between quarterbacks not going down the field, him being missed on some opportunities from Tyson Bajan and Justin Fields, uh, Luke Getze being the offensive coordinator and not getting creative with using him. 
But when it comes down to it, the Bears may be prepared to ask the question is, is re-signing Darnell Wright the move that we want to make? Or do they go wide receiver in the draft, which you guys know, Marvin Harrison Jr., and then decide to go with Tyler Scott as a cheaper option and hope that he's going to be able to develop uh, through those two other two big-name wide receivers in DJ Moore and uh, and Marvin Harrison Jr. potentially. So that's where you got to look at uh, with that. Tyler Scott is one that I'm still extremely high on uh, as well, even though he hasn't really played or had the huge numbers. But I think the flashes have been there for him. It's really up to for him to be used correctly, to own his own development, go into the offseason, attack it. But listen, Ryan Poles really has to evaluate that from him as well. Next up, the fifth-round pick in Noah Sewell. So, listen, Sewell has not played a lot. He hasn't been healthy either. And that's one of the biggest questions with him is his health. He's only played 25 defensive snaps, 25. And so with him being out with injury, it just hasn't been a lot of even the sample size to really see or really look at it. Now, he's played 212 special team snaps. So, you know, when it comes down to that, He's played, he's played a number of snaps there, but I do think that we came into the season thinking that Noel Sewell could push for a starting linebacker position, and that just hasn't happened. Now, again, with the defense improving, uh, evaluations over, progression as well from him in the offseason, you just never know with that. But I, I don't think anybody will say that he's really wowed anybody in any type of way. But again, that does not mean I'm down on him, but that means it makes it even harder and how much more the uh, Chicago Bears front office has to evaluate to see what they have in him and to see maybe if they do, um, you know, want to go still linebacker. I, I doubt it. I, I really like Noah Sewell. I like the, the raw talent there, but raw talent only gets you so far. You got to know what you have in, in reality. And so maybe you, you start raising questions there. And then lastly, Terrell Smith. I talked about him a little bit when we talked about Tyreek Stevenson. At the end of the day, I think when you look at the value that we got out of him as a fifth round pick, uh, it's been a great value there. And I think that the secondary, especially if you do lock up Jalen Johnson, cornerback is not a position that I expect the, the Chicago Bears to really go after hard. Uh, I just don't expect that. You know, weirder things have happened, but if Jalen Johnson does leave, maybe you do look to add some depth in the cornerback in the later rounds like they got Terrell Smith. But overall, I think Terrell Smith, evaluate him. He's a guy that, you know, he pushed for a starting position. He pushed Tyreek Stevenson reportedly in training camp for that starting position. So that just tells you how high the Bears probably do see him. And, you know, this, he stepped in last week, started, played extremely well in that. Uh, so I think they got another gym there. Uh, but it's important as well for them to really evaluate them. But overall, I think uh, Ryan Poles did really good in this in this last draft. And, you know, again, nobody's going to bat a thousand, right? You're not going to hit a home run on every single one of those. Some of these guys are going to end up just being depth pieces at best, maybe. But I think when you look at it kind of objectively, yeah, they've gone through the ups and downs likely uh, that, that come with being a rookie in the NFL. But overall, they played really they play, a lot of these guys have played really well in what they've been asked to do. And we got some building blocks there on this defense, some young ones. Just got to see how many of them are going to be part of the core going forward. So really excited for that. Uh, but I wanted to go over that kind of and coming out of this bye week to talk about that rookie class. But we got three voicemails I want to get into today. Let's go ahead and get into those. This first one, this one is from Darius. What's going on, man? Darius from Dallas here. I was listening to, to your podcast, what was it, Saturday or Sunday? Something, man, um, that kind of resonated with me. I was like, man, I've talked about how Eberflus has worked with uh, Harbaugh before. And, man, if we can get Eberflus to accept stepping down to the defensive coordinator spot and having Harbaugh can be the head coach. If he'll agree to that, because I hope he doesn't think he can go somewhere and get a head coaching job. But if he'll agree to that, uh, man, that'd be absolute best case scenario. You just think back to what, uh, to what Harbaugh did with, 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 with Colin Kaepernick, you know? And I mean, look, off the field shit aside, 
Colin Kaepernick was a mediocre quarterback at best. Um, and that's just my opinion. He's a mediocre quarterback, uh, off the field stuff aside, like I said, but look at what he did with how he, how he used Colin Kaepernick. If you go back and just look at the film when he was at San Fran, uh, how he used Kaepernick. He absolutely got every amount of ability out of, out of Colin that he could. Absolutely. He said he designed plays specifically for him. Now I can't remember correctly if it was Harbaugh that was doing that. Or if he did whatever Eberflus can't seem to do, he picked a good offensive coordinator maybe that, that designed all that type of stuff for San Fran back in the day. I can't remember. But if you can do that and you can take a good defense with Colin Kaepernick to the Super Bowl, look at what he's doing with that kid in Michigan, that J.J. McCarthy. I don't believe that kid is that fucking good. But because he's in the hardball system, uh, he's going to get drafted probably like second, third round. Um, and he'll be a backup for years to come. He'll never be a starter. He'll be a backup for years to come. But I, one thing I noticed about Harbaugh, and his brother's a little bit the same way, too. They get the absolute best out of their quarterback. They get the absolute best out of the quarterback. And I really think that's what Justin needs, man. If we can somehow, some way pull that off, Kevin Warren, you can pull that off and have uh, Eberflus talk him into staying as a D.C., along with Harbaugh coming in and help clean things up on the offense and just bringing the team together in general with his leadership. Um, then I think we might be cooking with grease. Uh, but, I mean, if we have to run it back with Eberflus, I guess I'm okay with that. He just, he's got to stop. He don't want to fall under that Lovey Smith category, man, where he's known for good defense, but he can never pick the right offensive coordinator. He can never pick the right quarterback. He, so I don't want to go through that again. I did that from 2006 and 2010. I, I'd rather, you know, if Eberflus is going to be here, somebody else needs to take control of getting offensive coordinator in. Um, but, yeah, man, that, that, when you said that, that kind of resonated with me. I was like, damn, what if we could get Eberflus to step down and just go D.C. and Harbaugh come in and step as head coach? Now, I think that would be the best-case scenario. City of Chicago would be pretty pumped about that. I'm pretty pumped. All right, so first let me clarify that Kevin Warren worked with Matt Eberflus. I mean, worked with uh, Jim Harbaugh, not Matt Eberflus. So there, there you go there. And I don't think a coach – well, let me not say no. No coach has ever stepped down from being a head coach to that very next season being a coordinator on the same team they were just a head coach on. I know a lot of people have brought that up as a possibility, asking if that's possible. And I'm just going to be real with you guys. No, it's not happening. It's not possible. It's not going to happen. So that just is what it comes down to. You are not going to get Matt Eberflus stepping down to become the defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears team after being the head coach. It's just not going to happen. Um, but to what you to your points about Harbaugh, like I think if you do bring in Harbaugh, like you know what he can bring. He's won at every level that he's ever coached on. He has a winning record at, at every co- collegiate team he's, he's He's coached on and the 49ers. He just does. It, it is what it is. He, the guy is a winner. He's a proven winner. He can build you a system. I don't know if he's going to, you know, br- maybe bring out the best in Justin Fields, but I will tell you this. I absolutely would trust him to pick the right offensive coordinator to do that. And so that's if he uh, p- makes that decision. So I don't think you, there's really any negatives in Harbaugh coming in. The biggest question is, is can you convince him to come here to the Chicago Bears? That's the biggest question. And, you know, if he does come back to coach in the NFL, does he want to do that at a program like the Bears that has – so many questions around it and isn't even a surefire team that's competing for a playoff spot. Now, you would like to think with him, progression, better offensive coordinators, a better defensive coordinator, progression from your young players, the Bears can get there next season, but that's not a proven thing. And maybe Harbaugh doesn't want to come in and have to build that. Maybe he wants to come in and be able to try to get a team over the top. Maybe, maybe. And again, I could be completely wrong in that. Kevin Warren could sell him on the vision that they have for the Chicago Bears, and then we could see that take off. So, you know, we'll end up seeing what happens with that. But great question, great voicemail uh, as well. And, uh, you know, we'll end up seeing. 
right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Brandon. What's happening, fellas? Um, first of all, I've called him before. I ain't the first time caller. I came by uh, beat up at one time, and then Brandon on the next one. Anyway, um, both. <laughs> um, I just got through watching man nephew's episode when he was all alone. Man, the crazy part is, man, is that um, while everybody's perspective is you know coaching and and Justin Fields and all that craziness, man, I will give my perspective on Justin Fields. I think the boy is is an athlete, right? I mean, look at the quarterbacks who come through Chicago, um, and tell me. The athleticism and the upside of potential, right? So that's neither here nor there, right? Right? Chicago Bears fans, man, we 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 all over the place and wanting to know who's the next best thing and all that stuff. But anyway, if you give you know Tom Brady in his prime, this team right now with the offensive line that we have right now, will he succeed? I doubt it. All right. But anyway, um, I just wanted to say, man, that I believe without you know, anybody's scrutiny or anything like that, man, that this coaching staff gonna stay, right? And and I say that <laughs> please don't 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 crucify me, bro. I swear to God. I believe that this coaching staff is going to stay because we have a four year plan designed by Ryan Pope. He said that we are re- in a rebuilding state, we gonna take the north and we ain't gonna never give it back, right? I believe we are on pace for that. We are on pace for that. Look at what he's done so far, as far as bringing in talent, you ain't gonna bring in everything. Every 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 uh, bat up, uh, every up to bat, excuse me, every up to bat ain't gonna be a home run, right? Sometimes you need a little base hit. Sometimes you need a little punt. You know, I'm out like everything ain't gonna be a home run or bring in a score. So what we need to do is, what I believe is allow the plan to take place, right? And I know Hayes. I, I swear to you guys, Cognac boys, y'all ain't never trying to hear this. <laughs> y'all ain't never trying to hear that these guys need to stay. And I'm not saying that they need to stay either because I swear to God these boys are, they, they suspect as far as coaching staff is concerned. But if we're going to go by the, the the plan that Ryan Poles has made, bro, allow these guys to do what they do as far as bringing in great personnel or at least bringing in very good personnel for them to be able to build a team, right? Quarterback is not the issue. We all know that. Ain't no black and white thing. Ain't no, it's a talent thing. The coaching staff will stay. I got to disagree with you on that because, and I get what you're saying. Yes, you came in here with a rebuild plan, but here's the thing I'm going to, I'm going to counteract your point with. The last thing you want to do is get partly into rebuilding your house and then find out that the floor was uneven. And then you got to completely undo some things. So Yes, it, changing the head coach doesn't necessarily mean that you're coming off the plan. It's just that you realize something in that plan hasn't worked and you've made an audible to that plan, but you're still on the same path that you originally placed. So I get what you're saying. I just don't think that moving off the head coach or the coordinators or the staff as a whole, whatever it is, is necessarily changing the direction of that path. It's just saying that you realize you need to course correct because you don't want to just be tied into something just because you made a plan and then it ends up not working out in the long run. You know, we'll end up seeing. I do think if the Bears do win two out of this last five or even three out of this last five, Matt Eberflus is probably going to stay in as the head coach. I've kind of come to, you know, terms with that, even though I don't necessarily agree with it. But we'll end up seeing. I just I don't see a world in which just because they said that Kevin, um, Kevin, when that Ryan Pohl said that we were on a rebuilding uh, plan that you just hold on to the coaches just because of that. To, I don't think that necessarily deters you from that plan too much. But you guys can let me know what you think down below. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. 
to another episode of Chicago Bears Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bears Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearscentral.gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. Thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, Chi Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. 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 Media.